How would you say your relationship with God is going right now? Are you satisfied with it? Or is there something lacking? Do you feel like things aren't quite as good right now? And that he's a little distant? My name is Keegan Peck, and this is The Odyssey Home. We all have times when we feel like we're not as close to God. Maybe we've drifted a little in our walk with Him, and things just aren't firm. And do you ever find that, on top of this, your relationship with others is suffering also? I realize that probably seems a little strange to ask about those two things together, your relationship with God and others that maybe we should address one or the other. And I get that. The thing is, that's something I've been trying to separate a lot recently in my own life. I try to love and serve God, and then I try to love others. But the thing is, it hasn't been working out. It's something I can kind of separate well enough when things are going relatively well, but as soon as things get rough, such as some conflict with others, I'm not able to manage it at all. In fact, I found myself unable to love others like I should. And the thing is, I've noticed something interesting. In those times when I'm not as loving to others, my relationship with God isn't going very well either. And that's made me wonder, could the two be related? Our example for perfect love is Christ. We can easily see from every gospel account that he was the most loving figure to ever walk the earth. He loved others in a way no one else ever has. But how? Why? What allowed him to love others so fully and deeply? Especially people that the rest of the world didn't love. The simple answer is that he created every human being. Intentionally. As we talked about in episode 5. He wanted us to exist and loves every one of us. We are his children. But how would that apply to us? 
That's great that God loves his creation. But just loving him back should be good enough, right? That should be possible, right? To just love him? I want to go to 1 John chapter 4 and read verses 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. I encourage you to read all of 1 John chapter 4, as well as chapter 3 before it. But I want to skip down to verses 19 through 21. We love because He first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. John tells us that love is from God. And not only that, but that God is love. I'm sure you've run across this thought and verse before, but just think about it in more detail for a moment. Because if you're like me, you probably haven't stopped to analyze what it really means that God is love. If there was nothing before God, and God is eternal, then He is the first and the end, the Alpha and Omega, as John writes in Revelation. So all things originated from Him. That means everything He does is by default good and right, because He is the author of all that was, and is, and will ever be. So love itself originates from Him. And not only love in all its many derivations, but perfect love. Love cannot be any more pure than from the originator of all things. So when we read John 3.16, for instance, that God loved the world, it is complete. And to a degree, we can barely begin to grasp. That is the God we serve. He invented love. So when God tells us, through His inspired writers of Scripture, that He loves us, we can trust in that with full assurance. It also means that, in order to be like Him, 
we must love as he does. Now, of course, that's easy when it's people we get along with, with people we see eye to eye with, who treat us with respect and love. But what about the people you meet and don't get along with? What about the ones with whom you can't see eye to eye and with whom you actually experience conflict? What about those people? Those of us who have been in the faith very long know what the quote-unquote right answer is. But that doesn't make it any easier or mean we shouldn't re-examine our reasons. So let's look at what Jesus said in Luke 6, verses 27 through 36. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those to whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He Himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Jesus is trying to give us a glimpse into the love of God and show us how to love as God loves. Why does God love us? Because we're perfect? Because we never mess up? He loves even when we don't love Him back. He loves us in spite of our failings. He loves us even though it's impossible to love Him in the same way that He loves us. If we love God, we must also see the world as He does. We must see others as He sees them, as priceless creatures of infinite worth. Which means we will begin to love like Him. It's never going to be close to the love He has for us. But it will be a start in the right direction. If my love is dependent on someone not messing up, on them treating me with love and respect, on never hurting me, then I'm not going to love them very long. My love will fluctuate 
and never be selfless. But what if I see them as God does? Well, that's different. Our God sent His Son for all mankind, not just for those who would follow Him, but for those who didn't love Him at all. He made that sacrifice so that everyone would have the opportunity to turn to Him and be saved, even though He knew most wouldn't. He knew that even though He made that incredible sacrifice, most would continue to reject Him. And how much must that hurt? But nonetheless, He continues to leave that path open for them to turn and be saved. Why? 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. God doesn't want anyone to spend eternity apart from Him, because He deeply loves every single one of us. Next time, I want to discuss one more facet of how our relationship with God affects our relationship with others. But I want to leave you with this. God's love is infinite because He is the author of love, just as He is the author of you. He authored a perfect world, even though He knew it wouldn't stay that way for long. He knew that when He created us, we would reject Him. But He did it anyway. He knew we would hurt Him and disappoint Him. But He loved you enough to create you anyway, because He wanted to know you and you to know Him. He wanted you to experience His love the same love He wants you to show to others, so that through you, others could experience that same love. This episode was written and produced by me, Keegan Peck, with theme music by Amy Ferris, and additional music by selections from Epidemic Sound. For more information, please visit the show's website at theodysseyhome.com. That's theodyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, home.com. There you can find more information about the podcast and a way to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Watch for future episodes released every two weeks. See you next time, and thanks for listening.